Hello and welcome to the Basketball Champions League Coast to Coast podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein. Thank you for stopping by. We have a champion. The 2019-20 season is over and congratulations to uh, Hereda San Pablo's Burgos. They took down Ike Athens in Athens at the final eight with a victory 85-74, a really exciting game. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go back and at least watch the highlights. Uh, you'll see plenty of three-pointers. Was a uh, thrilling, was a thrilling performance by all of those great shooters. And uh, we're going to run down a little bit of it. Uh, what we're going to do today in our final show of the season is talk to Igor Jerkovic of the BCL, who was live uh, in Athens and uh, was observing all of the fun action and taking it in and writing about it and talking to media members uh, through WhatsApp and whatnot. We'll get to that in the in the interview with him. And we also have an interview with the MVP of the Final Eight, that being Thad McFadden of San Pablo Burgos, was a uh, a huge piece of the of the championship run. So, but before we get to him, why don't we uh, just let you know how you can follow us on all the media outlets? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and that is at basketball cl you can like us on facebook also subscribe to the youtube channel all the great content there we have a mobile app and you can contact contact us via email send it to info at championsleague.basketball and also all the games are on livebasketball.tv uh, you can also catch the games later on on the youtube channel so those are all the outlets to catch up with us Follow us. These 2020-21 season is right around the corner. More on that a little bit later. And um, so, but before we we go on to that, before we let uh, uh, Thad McFadden uh, tell us about the championship run for Burgos, uh, let's talk to Igor Jerkovic of the BCL. So here's my chat with him. All right. So joining me on the podcast. Uh, once again, is Igor Jerkovic uh, kind of fresh off a trip f- to Athens? Igor, thanks for coming back on. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be back on. Um, the, the trip to Athens, is, it was a bit exhausting, but finally back home in Croatia, trying to get uh, back to my routines, right? Yeah, that routine is going to be a lot shorter than a normal off-season, quote off-season would be. Um, we're going to wrap up the... 2019-20 season with a bow and and talk about the final eight uh, with Igor who was on site there in the bubble and then uh, we'll we'll save the 2020-21 season preview for for next week um, but uh, Igor let's let's kind of just jump in um, first of all your your thoughts your thoughts about the the way the uh, the league kind of resolved everything. Uh, you know, we had the two round of 16 games just hanging out there. What do we do? You know, we couldn't really do a two-leg, you know, change it to two-leg because uh, obviously, you know, every point is so critical, but we, you know, we figure out how to do those. Um, and then to change it to a final eight, uh, you know, obviously people know that format from the Copa del Rey. 
Um, and then to do it in a bubble, you know, we had seen in Germany, Spain, NBA uh, ongoing that, that a bubble can work. Uh, maybe just your thoughts in general about how, how the, the league implemented the, the continuation and, and finish of the season before we get into the action and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's a great thing for the league that everybody was on board to finish the season because all the clubs and all the players, everybody wanted to have kind of that final sentence on the 2019-2020 campaign, even though it's it wasn't the same teams. It was different teams, different personnel and everything. But all of them wanted to have the chance to compete for the title and to figure it out. And the two round of 16 games were played where they were orig- originally supposed to be played, so everything went well. And the final eight itself, it was a good format for us. And I wouldn't call it a bubble, like an NBA kind of bubble or a German kind of bubble. It was more of a safe environment because we took a lot of precautions in the hotel. All the teams were in the same hotel. BCL personnel was in the same hotel. And basically, we kind of lived on the relation of hotel to the Oaka, to the arena. So it wasn't a 100% bubble, but we kept it safe. And all the staff and the hotel were really helpful with everything we need to do. Everybody from the local organizing guys, they were amazing, even in the arena. Everybody kind of played it perfectly. Everybody knew their role, and it worked out really nice. The teams were really happy. Um, Burgos, obviously, more happy than anybody else. But, yeah, I mean, there won't be a lot of times where an event finished and everybody felt good about it. I mean, all the teams were like, even the ones who lost on the first game, we're sad that we lost it, but thanks for everything. Thanks for organizing this. Thanks for allowing us to finish the season. And how do you, how do you think, uh, I mean, you were directly involved in sort of the media uh, interaction because you were at the press conference then taking questions uh, in a WhatsApp group. Uh, but but maybe for for the fans, how... How much do you think, obviously we didn't have fans in, in, in Athens, So, but how much do you think involvement uh, the fans were, were the fans able to have in this? I think it was like, usually we, we do, when we're at these events, we try and kind of overproduce stuff because we hand out a lot of highlights, a lot of videos, uh, a lot of photos and everything. And this event was no different. I mean, we knew that media houses will not be able to send their photographers down to Athens. Even if they did, it was like five people basically with bibs to do the photos of the games. So we knew we had to up our game in the photo department, and we did that. We had Vikus Klavinsch and uh, Matteo Marti, two of the finest photographers, along with another Greek guy whose name I'm not even going to try <laughs> but uh, yeah he's also another guy who did a bunch of events so we had an experienced crew and guys who knew what to do and it looked good photos looked amazing everybody was happy with that for the videos we did all the highlights all the time so we did that and then for kind of the toughest part was trying to get the media to the players or to the coaches so we set up a WhatsApp group and basically allowed people to ask whatever they wanted, we would let them know, okay, we have this guy in the big zone, this guy in the press conference, the coach is here, whatever you want, just send the questions and we'll ask. And like within minutes after the 
big zone was done or the press conference was done, you had that material available for you either in audio or video or on YouTube. So I think we made the most out of the situation. We gave everybody in the media world what they needed to cover this event, whether it was from Athens or back home. And the fans, I think, got a lot of interviews, got a lot of stories behind the closed doors. Um, I don't think in that regard, when we look back at this competition in five or ten years, I don't think we'll see any kind of difference in the coverage compared to any other final four or final eight or whatever we did in the years before. Uh, I don't. I, we don't. Uh, I don't want to talk about each of the games. You know, fans will have watched the games, or they will not. Will not have watched the games. They'll have watched the highlights if they want to watch the highlights. But, but, but maybe um, in, instead of going into in depth uh, of of the games itself themselves, let's, let's kind of say, um, looking at the quarterfinals, what would you say was the biggest surprise uh, for me? And going into it was probably that that Dijon was able to to knock off Turk Telecom, um, and but you know, but then you look at you look and see how Turk Telecom played, and it was kind of you know this was a, this competition was way too early for for the team that they had there. You know they're going to be a lot better during the season and stuff. So, what was your biggest surprise of the quarterfinals? I don't know. I mean. Maybe the ease that I used to defeat Timbur. I kind of expected a much closer game, but I really came out ready to go, and they weren't underestimating Timbur at all, and basically just sealed the game straight away. Timbur were hanging around, but it never felt like they could overturn the deficit and do something more. I mean, just I expected a much closer battle between them, but I were. Like straight out of the gates, they were ready to play and to, uh, get some kind of a difference between teams. But other than that, I mean, I cannot say that Jerusalem is a surprise for me because it's a completely different team and they were unlucky uh, to have Chris Kramer and G. Coleman Brown both injured just before the final eight. So it's not the real kind of game for them to show that they they ended up losing it by 27. I mean, it's maybe a surprise that they lost by so many points, but at the same time, what difference does it make if they lose by one or by 30? They, they are out anyway. So kind of expected a bit more from Jerusalem, but I mean, not because of what I've seen, but because just on the general basis of the whole season and then kind of wanted a bit more drama between Nimbur can die just to keep things up, but it never happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's skip over to semifinals um, and let's go to the final. Uh, I think probably for me the biggest thing was uh, I kept thinking they're not going to keep hitting uh, all these three pointers, are they, Burgos? Uh, I mean, okay, you know they they go under on all these picks, and and you know guys like Cook have all the experience in the world that they can. You know, say if you're gonna do, if you're gonna give me the shot, I'll take it. Um, but I mean, you know, that was that was white hot with the, their their three point shooting. Uh, and 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 basically, any time Ike tried to come back, um, you know, there'd be a three or another three, and 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 uh, you know, it's just such a killer that that you know that the aspect of the game, the three point shooting. Uh, your thoughts in general about the final? I mean, 
I kind of understand why you want to go under the screens with Renfro and Cook. They're not the guys who usually put up 20 points and win the game. But at the same time, I mean, when Cook comes in and he hits four three-pointers, maybe it's not a good idea to go under the screens anymore. I mean, maybe it's time to do something else against him, make him do other stuff instead of just hitting wide open three-pointers. And most of them are from his right side dribble, which when he pulls up from his right dribble, he's really effective because of his shot mechanics and everything. He enjoys the shot from the right dribble. But I don't know. Maybe they kind of relaxed and thought it was all going to go down smoothly as the two other games when they had a 10-point lead after mm-hmm. the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And Rukos are like extremely strong physically. We, When we were there for the media day for their photo shoots and the videos, the little intro videos that they did, when I saw them standing next to me, I mean, I thought to myself, these guys are huge. They are like super strong physically and they keep on delivering, like, if you drive it to the paint against Burgos, they're going to get hit, because they've got guys like Sacco and Rivero and Kravic. All these guys can stop you there. They're not afraid to get into you. And even from the outside, you had Renfro and Cook to pressure the ball, uh, McFadden to be his usual kind of uh, annoying in a good way <laughs> when you try to play against him. Like, he was active. Benite, also Benite had a really good defensive game against Sike because the first four possessions that Langford had against him, he made three shots. And then later, after that, he couldn't buy a shot anymore against Benita. So all of them played elite defense. All of them were really physical, and that's what won the game for them. Uh, McFadden was selected as the, as the final eight MVP. Um, yes. Your thoughts about that? I mean... It was funny because, like, when we did that media day, uh, Mikus, the photographer, asked that, like, when we did the specific kind of profile photos, he asked him, like, hey, do some tricks, like, spin the ball on your finger. And that was like, I can't do that. I've never, never able to do that. And I started talking trash to him. Like, uh, I told him, like, come on, man. You cannot do it. You playing your entire life all over the world. You cannot spin the ball. You're not my favorite player out of Flint, Michigan. I'm I'm choosing Will Hatcher as my favorite oh. player. <laughs> we kind of joked about it. And then first game, McFadden comes out with 18 points. Second game, he's okay. The final, he comes out with 18 points. He ends up selected as the MVP. And I thought to myself, it's probably because <laughs> I was trash-talking him at the media day. <laughs> and anyway, he did credit. Uh the, his background and Flint, Michigan, you know, like you usually read all the bad stuff about the city, but he said that it built, it built character and guys that are from, from that place, no matter where they play, they all have that kind of mentality. Like it's either your first or your last, and that's it. That kind of sums up his whole career. I mean, he went from second division in Czech Republic to winning the basketball champions league and playing in the league like this. Well, heck, he, he he even went from from uh, NCAA uh, Division Two, even. Um, so we have a we have the interview, obviously, with with Thad McFannin. Uh, be able to hear in a couple of minutes, uh, where you'll hear also um, what his thoughts are from about uh, about Flint. Um, 
you were okay. So, so I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, when we look back on this on this season in whatever 10, 15 years or you know however long, um, and you know we we all have our whatever we're going to think about twenty twenty is you know COVID and and everything else. Um, what what do you think you're going to remember most about this? season and 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 everything else how maybe how it ended and everything else uh, just in general your thoughts about how uh how you how today's igor is going to look back on uh or how how igor in 10 15 years are going to look back on on this tournament yeah i mean it might might not be the best wording for me but i'm going to remember how everybody was positive um, <laughs> in in a positive way in a positive, everybody was so positive, like the attitude of all the players and all the teams and all the media guys who were there and the people from IAC and people from Hotel, everybody. Like, I mean, there was no negativity between the teams. They, there was rivalry. There were some high tensions during the games because that's what happens. I mean, you're playing, you want to win. If something doesn't go your way, of course, of course you're going to be frustrated with it. But in general, like, the moment the season ended, the first to congratulate Burgos were their opponents. Like Jerusalem tweeted out congratulations straight away. Uh, I don't know who else, like Zaragoza, everybody. I, it was amazing. Kyle Wilcher was like, yeah, I mean, if I learned something about this season, BCL is for real, not just on the court, but outside of it. So basically all the positivity, I'm, I'm not really used to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's going to strike me because it was a difficult event to coordinate, to organize, but everybody played by the rules. We all wore masks basically 24-7, wherever we were, in the hotel, in the press conference room, in the arena. We, everybody went by the protocol and turned out to be a success for us. Uh, let's kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll do a, uh, the, the, the season preview will be next week. Um, but let's, let's finish the, this season and the final eight with this question and, and, and which of these eight teams in your eyes, I guess, kind of, you know, how they're situated now, uh, will you be the biggest favorite in your eyes for the 2020, 21 season and why? Um, I, I think like from of all teams that were there at the final eight, most of them were an improved version of their 2020 season because, uh, I, okay, Jerusalem weren't because they mm-hmm. lost LD and they had no Jacob Brown, but in the long run, they have some good new signings. They managed to keep Deshaun Thomas and Suleiman Brimo, which was big for them. Right. So they could be basically at the same level. Like, I don't think they'll be better, but they could be at the same level. Nimburg will have a long season because that's what usually happens with them when they have a, a really good season. They bring in new guys and it will take time for the new guys to buy in the system and everything. But they are already in a good direction. Other than those two, like Tenerife looks stronger than last year. Zaragoza looks stronger than last year. Dijon even looks stronger than last year and they were already the Leaders Cup winners in France and the team that finished third at the BCL so I look better they got 
ton of experience. They need another guard now that Tyrese Rice is gone, but they're gonna sort it out and figure it out. And they then they have like the the highest quality names of the league. Um, everybody took a step up, but now if I have to choose one from all of these, I'm kind of thinking that either Zaragoza or Tenerife could go all the way. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, obviously Tenerife has a history with this competition and Saragossa made a huge jump. Uh, and, and you know, we, we talked about in the interview with uh, Thad McFadden uh, about, uh, you know, Burgos is going to be the hunted now and, and that's going to be an entirely different situation for them and how they deal with that. Um, you know, everybody's going to be going their, their best, be putting together their best game now to, to knock, knock them off. So, uh, how yeah, they not, deal with that is going to be. Yeah, I'm not counting them out. I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, for wouldn't sure. Be, wouldn't be the best interview ever if you just heard me say, "Yeah, the guys who won it will be good." <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, all right, uh, Igor. I will uh, let let's let's finish there. Uh, we will be coming back together next week to preview the 2020-21 season. Uh, why don't you let everybody know how they can get in contact with you, how they can follow you on, on social media, whatnot. And, uh, and so that they can follow, uh, you know, just make sure that they keep up with what you're, what you're up to. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be active on Twitter on my Igor Churkovich account. And, uh, on the Instagram is the other way around. It's Churkovich Igor. That's about it. <laughs> if you want a lot of news from, Croatian football, then you can <laughs> you can search me up on Facebook too. But <laughs> basketball stuff usually happens on Twitter. All right, fantastic, Igor. Thanks, and we'll talk uh, 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 about the twenty twenty one season starting next week. Thanks. Stay safe, people. Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, Igor is actually going to be the co-host with me on this podcast starting the twenty twenty. 21 season um austin green obviously has done that with me over the past two years two seasons and so but we're going to um move on to have uh, igor uh, as the uh, as the other man in the two-man booth if you will uh igor's always been fun to chat with and so i uh, look forward to regularly hearing his take on on all of the action uh, but, uh, like we said, that, that'll be more, um, next, next week, uh, we're going to, uh, jump into the 2020, 21 season, uh, preview with that as promised as the other inter- interview here, uh, we wanted to every, every season we talked to the MVP of the, of the final tournament, if you will, the final four, final eight in this year. Um, and so we didn't want to, uh, we wanted to do the same this year. And uh, so here is my my chat with uh, the MVP of the final eight from Hereda San Pablo Burgos, Thad McFadden. So enjoy that and we'll catch you on the other side. All right. So on the show this week, we have Thad McFadden, uh, the MVP and uh, champion of the Basketball Champions League uh, 2019-20 season. Uh, Thad, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So it's um it's a couple days now uh, since since uh, since the dream really came true for you guys. 
Um, I know the the I know the everyday life of the ACB has caught up with you really quick, um, but uh, maybe. What do you uh, what do you think of when I say Athens um, and the final eight? Oh, man, amazing, amazing the feeling. Like I said, you know this was you know uh, huge for you know uh, a lot of players on the team. You know, career. Uh, you know, we have players. You know, young player, but we have a you know really veteran team. So you know, um, you know a lot of guys. You know, plan to play. You know, for a long time, but you know, it's, it's a couple guys where it's kind of winding down. So, just to win this, you know, it, it's not only big, you know, for you know us, but also, you know, the fans and, and the management. Like you said, like the the team was built, you know, from ACB five years ago, and to accomplish something like winning the basketball champions league in only five years is just, just amazing. So, I mean. Um, of course, is you know big for the players, but you know for for the city and the management, you know, is really really you know special. Why don't we go into that right away? Um, you know, you were on this this team the whole season, uh, which probably seems like ten years ago uh, now. Um, maybe you know when when you when you came there, uh, you know you had been in you had been in uh, in Spain before. Uh, and had played mm-hmm. against this against this club and and in Burgos, um, what it, what were your expectations mm-hmm. going into the twenty nineteen season, going to this club? What, what and what kind of attracted it to you? Well, you know, uh, like I said, the season before we played, we played um, here. You know, unfortunately, we had lost here, but I remember just the fan bases being like so amazing and the team was was not doing like great you know but the fans were still you know very supportive and it was still sold out and i, I remember you know talking to one of my teammates and it was like man and they told me like this is like this every game so you know that was definitely my first impression and then uh you know summer comes and um you know um they signed coach and you know i played against coach i heard great things about coach and i just knew from what I heard, you know, he was a competitor. You know, he was a winner. And for them, for Burgos to sign him, that just goes to show you that, you know, how serious they were about, you know, uh, making that next step, you know. Uh, uh, you know, so, like, when, when that had happened and, you know, I talked to the coach and the management and just seeing a uh, expectation, you know, and, you know, I was like, I, I want to be a part of that, you know, uh, the, uh, that winning culture, you know, so, I mean, it was easy for me to sign, you know, out there hearing that, you know, because I love winning, <laughs> hate losing, of course, you know, but to see, but to hear that, you know, we're basically on the same page. We're trying to win, you know, now, you know, okay, we're a new team, but we don't care, you know, so it, it was, that, that, that was big for me, first time for Virgos. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that, that some, you know, like I said, this season has been so long, it's hard to even remember, but this is actually the first season that this club has ever played internationally. And and they and uh, and you guys weren't even in the regular season yet. You had to go through BC uh, Kiev, who you know they had they had a really respected head coach and Einar Bagatskis, and you know a couple of you know pretty solid players there. You know you guys had a tough first leg and you know really broke it open in the in the in the second leg. Um, like I said, seemingly you know I, hopefully I don't say this too often, but seemingly ages ago. You know what was your, your your this team's sort of mind frame, you know, going into this first season in the BCL. Yeah, the, the seriously, the team mindset was, you know, of course, uh, you know, make the Copa, 
make the playoffs, um, make the playoffs in basketball champions league and see where we go from there. You know, the expectation was a lot higher than the years before, you know, so, you know, they were, you know, it was not like the year before where, you know, we just want to compete, you know, uh, be a team to compete, you know, last year was like, okay, let's do it. You know, just obviously for an assignment of the coach, you know, and the type of players they brought in as well. So, um, you know, our goals last year was, uh, you know, Keith cup, uh, playoffs in all three competitions. And, you know, we were able to, you know, uh, accomplish that. So, you know, that was a big accomplishment, you know, for the team. And, you know, now the, the expectations is bigger this year. So, so yeah, that's, that's our expectation were for 2019, 20 season. And and when did you guys think that you you know because you in your group you also had Hapo Jerusalem and also had Ike, um, when did you guys you finished third behind them in the, in the group stage? Uh, when did you guys really think you know what you know this this is a pretty good team you know we have a lot of talent and a lot of uh, you know different weapons. Mm-hmm. When did you guys think that you could really um, you know make some 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 serious noise in this competition? Well, honestly, you know. Um you know, our group to me, I think was the toughest group, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, personally, I think was the toughest group. And, you know, uh, I want to say, you know, a turn point for us was when we played, uh, Jerusalem, you know, um, at home, you know, and we won a pretty, you know, uh, convincing game against them. And, you know, even before that, you know, just like I said, like the type of players that came in, the, the, the management, the coaching staff, you know, the, the, our, everybody personality was winners, you know, uh, it was no one. You know, even like now, it was no one like last year that didn't think that we were going to win it all. You know, we we suspected to win the whole thing. And, you know, we had a tough group. So we was like, you know, we're playing the toughest group. So, you know, if we can definitely uh, finish, you know, top four in this group. You know, we definitely can win it all. And then and then it came. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe just. Uh, maybe just talk about, you know, how you spent your time. Where, did you go back to the states? Did you stay here in in Europe, in Spain? Um, you know how you tried to stay fit. You know, um, it's easy if you're younger to to rev it back up. Um, I'm not saying you're old at all, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it is easier if you're younger to to kind of get back into the swing of things quicker. Um, how did you spend your mm-hmm. your time your break? Mm-hmm. Of course, it was difficult. It was a difficult time, you know. You, I'm be honest with you. Maybe that was the first time in my life uh, I maybe haven't been shoot a ball in almost, but two to three months. You know. We and were you and were you, you back know, in was, in Flint or were you? Did you stay in Spain? No, I, I I was I was I was in Spain half, and I was in States for half. So it was half and half. You know, but I, I did when I when I did go back, you know, home. You know, it was basically, you know, the same, you know, stuck in the house, uh, you know, just took advantage as far as like just spending time with my family more. But, you know, basketball wise, the only thing you can really do is just do home workouts and, and stay in shape. But like when I had came back to Spain, like that was maybe the first time I actually like shot a ball in, in like two and a half, three months. It must so, have been, must yes, have been pretty tough to rev very, it back up so quickly, difficult. no? Yes, yeah, it was like just very difficult. Like it was, it was, it was difficult times. But I was very happy to know that they were going to have a tournament again, and we were going to resume basketball. Yeah, um, how, and 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 
And how much were you keeping track of the everything that was going on here in Europe, uh, you know, during COVID? And, you know, was the final eight going to take place? You know, what, you know, is the ACB going to continue or not? How, were you, were you just, you know, keeping track every day looking or once uh, or twice a week or? Yes. Oh, you know, you know, to keep track on things, you know, um, the management, you know, we were taught, you know, several times a week, I would talk to teammates and they would tell me how the situation going on in Spain. And, you know, it was just like back and forth. Like, you know, I just really, we didn't really know what was next. You know, like they say this day we would know something then, okay, we don't know for sure, you know, maybe in two weeks. So it was just, it was, I mean, it was difficult, um, you know, but I, I did keep ahead of everything that was going on. And I, you know, I was very excited to hear that we were we would get an opportunity to play in the Spanish League and also the Basketball Champions League to, you know, uh, to, um, to compete for a title because, you know, like I said last year, we were very confident that, you know, we can um, compete and um, challenge for a title. So, you know, I was very, very, very happy to hear that. But, you know, um, like I said, like it was just COVID at that time was just bad everywhere mm. you know it was just so many unknowns you know and but nowadays you know we we have a a better vision not a clear vision yet you know still a lot we have to learn about this virus but you know i feel like all the leagues you know in the world is handling it pretty well like we're doing testing you know uh once a week so um uh, it's, it's going pretty well and i feel like this is the way we have to do things you know and if this is what we have to do to play basketball i'm down for it let's um let's go back to the to the final eight really quick um you know we saw that you know jerusalem you know lost a couple of big pieces um you know you also saw that jacobin brown uh you know went down with the injury they brought in a couple of guys who you know who hadn't um uh who hadn't really spent much time with the team yet um you guys brought in a couple of new pieces as well uh, but you know, you, you also brought in two point guards, you know, veteran point guards that have been doing it for so long that are also pass, uh, pass first point mm-hmm. guards, you know, that, you know, they don't care if, if, if they don't take a single shot, you know, get, get seven assists and, uh, and you guys win the game, Omar Cook and, and Axel Renfro, uh, maybe looking into that game, how, 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 um, confident were you guys, um, also knowing, that at the same time, you know, this is maybe a wounded dog and, you know, you don't want to mess around too much with it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like I said, like, uh, like you said, having those two guys, you know, come in and, you know, play with us, you know, like I said, the times were like how they were, but have these two guys, you know, come in and, and lead our team. It's easy for us to get, you know, our chemistry going. You know, like I said, these guys have played in big games, you know, very unselfish players. Um, you know, uh, like I say, like I tell everybody now, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's, they make my job very, this may be the easiest, you know, uh, <laughs> like year of basketball, you know, so far for me, you know, they make everybody's job easy, not just mine. So like you say, like having those two guys come into the, the, the situation was big for, especially with the Champions League, like Jerusalem, for example, you know, they had, they had new guys. They, they're missing huge piece from last year, you know, for Dean, um, uh, Jacoby Brown didn't in the plan. Um, you know, they Holland. they had, they had a lot of great guys, a lot of good players, you know, they're missing. And, you know, also they have a lot of good players this year, but 
you know, I feel like the you know a couple players they brought in this year don't have the like experience like a Omar Cook or Alex Winthrop mm-hmm. would have. So, you know, like I said, it was a very talented team and, you know, rightfully so, they're one of the favorites to win, you know, and with the roster they had, they most definitely could do that. But, you know, like I said, like chemistry was huge and us having those two, especially leading the team at the point guard position was huge for us. And I feel like that was, you know, one of the big reasons to why, you know, we winning it and, we played really good basketball in that in that bubble. You know, every game, you know, we played really good, and you have to give a lot of credit to the the point guards of the team. Like you said, uh, I think Omar maybe Tobin took, you know, five shots in, in two games in the final. He has you know a breakout five threes, you know, fifteen, and you know, same with um, Alex. You know, a couple games he take a couple shots, and then you know he have a breakout game. So you know, having those two was huge for us. Let's let's skip over the the semifinals um, and go straight to the final. Uh, did you were you were you st- were you thinking at all? Um, I, okay, I, so I'll, I'll do it this way. I, you know, I kept thinking they're not going to hit another three, are they? They're not going to hit another three, are they? I mean, you guys worked, you know, to get yeah. decent shots. You know, you, guys were going under. You could take your right. shot. Um, but did you ever start mm-hmm. thinking, man, we can't miss at all? Or what was that like watching? You know yourself as well, but everybody really just hitting one three after the next, after the next, after the next. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's just the confidence that the coach installs in the team. You know, he has utmost confidence in everyone. You know, uh, to to make a play and you know be confident. And then, like you say, like just the just the veterans that we have on the team. Maybe we have more people over thirty than under. You know, on 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 the team, but like, you know, like, like Omar, the last game, you know, he had five victories, you know, I don't think none of us were surprised because we've seen it, we see it every day, you know, uh, you know, he, like you said, he, he's a big, big time, big game player, you know, Alex is a big time, big game player, you know, they went under on him as well and he had a couple of threes. So, you know, um, we're, we're definitely not surprised. We're definitely not surprised. You know, so when when you play good basketball, you get rewarded. So you know, we knew that if we play the game the right way, trusting each other, share the ball. You know, like I said, we have a lot of players that can score over twenty. So you know, it's it's, it's rare for everybody to not, you know, uh, be on. You know, and thank God that in this tournament we had a lot of guys clicking. So you know, just credit to the coaches and just to start confidence in everyone, just to be them and and and, and do your job. A lot, a lot, uh, you know, we just talked about Omar Cook and, and Alex um, Renfro, um, you know, being two two of the guys that came in. There were others that came in, but there were also other guys um, that were on the team during the, the, the you know, pre-COVID and were actually also at the, at the final, um, at the final eight for, for other teams. Um, you know, guys like Earl Clark, uh, Takoto, Fittipalde, Huskic, Lima, and, 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 and Kravich. How, how much... Were you guys also winning for those guys that got you to that point as well? Uh, like you said, like I, I'm, I, you know, I talked to Lima, uh, Reese, I talked to Earl as well, you know, and, you know, I talked to all those guys and, you know, I wish we can give those guys a medal as well because they deserve it just as much as anybody, you know, uh, like I said, you know, they, they, they they started it, you know, for us. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, we would not be where we at today. 
So you always, you know, like always have to give credit for them. So it's just not our attention. It's their attentionship too, you know? So, um, but yeah, even like, even last year with that roster we had last year, you know, we felt like that we can win it all. So, uh, like you say, you know, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, the COVID, you know, happened, it kind of, you know, so we don't, we don't know, but you know, we would not be here if it weren't for them. It's it's not undeserved, so you don't have to think you don't have to think that way at all. Um, you know, maybe even let's call it despite COVID and everything that's going on, on also you know things are 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 not uh, going great right now in 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 uh, in many parts of Spain. Um, but what kind of celebrations? were you able to have with the, with the club's fans and what were those like and when, how nice of it, how nice was it for you to celebrate if and how much you guys did with them? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was big. You know, we, we definitely celebrated with them, you know, and uh, from a distance uh, we walked around, um, you know, we went to a tall building, uh, standing up there, you know, and, and, and celebrated with the fans. You know, it kind of sucks because, like you say, like the fans is a huge reason to where why Burgos is what Burgos is today. And you know, uh, you know, unfortunately because of the COVID, you know, you have to be safe. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of fans that did not come out as well just because of this. You know, so um, it was pretty safe. It was pretty safe. But I mean, like for the COVID, it was the best that that you know anybody could do. It was the best that we can do. So. It was it was fun. It was fun just seeing rejoicing and how much it really means. You know, we even seen some fans crying. You know, because it meant so much to them. So that 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 was special. And unfortunately, we couldn't celebrate it like we wanted to with them. But you know, I feel like it was a pretty good for the situation that's going on now. You know, one of the one of the things that's interesting. I've always we've always, I've always kind of thought you know it'd be it'd be nice to have you on because I think you have a fascinating story. You know, you look at uh, really a basketball hotbed in Flint, and and we'll go into that in a minute. Um, but then you look at you know NCAA actually junior college, and then NCAA and then uh, NCAA two. You know, second division, uh, Czech Republic, and then um, you know Cyprus won championships in Cyprus, and then. You didn't 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 get to um, you didn't even get to you know let's say France you know okay a short a short stint in in Germany but really with a lower level club um, but you know France until you were almost thirty uh, and then started playing uh, Champions League played in uh, played in Macedonia you know played for the the basketball Champions League um, really you know top club uh, Tenerife. Also, two stints in China. Uh, maybe what's where? Where do? You, how does this championship sort of um, fit in? I mean, okay, so of course, it's going to be you know, if not the top, but but you know, as far as the coronation of your journey, and and you know, what part of your journey would you say really kind of defined you most in you know in a in uh, let's say a certain way here to bring you then this step that got you to where you're at. Oh man, I can say every step of my journey. You know, just starting like you said, starting second uh, second division Czech Republic. You know, just seeing, you know, just observing the game of Europe. You know, from there, and then you know, from Germany, learning. You know, okay, things didn't go my way, 
and you know, but I, I learned a lot from that situation and how Europe, you know, how the European game is. And then, you know, um, you know, going to Greece, you know, Greece was a huge, huge step for me. You know, I played for Paul, who a well-respected team in Europe. Uh, you know, we played in the Champions League and I did pretty good in the Champions League, you know, uh, at that time. And I feel like that raised a couple of eyes or whatnot. But, you know, like, I have to give credit to, you know, Cybers, you know, mm. just winning three championships, the championships there. And like I was talking to someone, they said like, yeah, they, they said that, you know, um, in this final, how would you go into this final? And I said, I would go into it like I did, like, like in Cyprus, a championship game is a championship game. Of course, the basketball champions league is the biggest accomplishment, basketball accomplishment of my whole life. <laughs> of course that, but you know, plan for a championship, you know, your, your feelings are going to be the same. You know, it doesn't matter what type of competition is in. I felt like, you know, playing in Cyprus actually got me ready for that moment for the basketball champions league, uh, final. So man, I have to get big credit, you know, for Cyprus and, you know, also Greece, you know, I went to Kenny. Um, I was able to, you know, show raise eyes and that would get me to the ACB. So, you know, Cyprus and Greece was a huge step for me and, and, and played a huge part, you know, in my career uh, and where I am today. You know, uh, I mean, it's still, I feel like I can play and I know I can play until I'm 40. So I still have more and more, a lot more years to go. But, you know, these, these years were, were, were big for my career. Um, you, you're from Flint uh, and Flint is known for, you know, various reasons, good or bad, but they're also um, known for, uh, creating, uh, developing some amazing basketball talent. You look at, uh, Glenn Rice, uh, the Flintstones, Charlie Bell, mm -hmm. Mateen Cleaves, Morris Peterson, uh, JaVale McGlee, um, William Hatcher also played mm -hmm. in the Champions League, Miles Bridges. Uh, I know I'm missing other guys. Um, maybe, maybe just talk about, uh, what it was like growing up in that area, you know, you know, who were some of your role models growing up and, and, and why, why do you think Flint uh, has been able to create so many great basketball players? I think, I think just, you know, the, the, the attitude of Flint, like, of course, when you, when you hear Flint, you hear about three things, you know, violence, water, and basketball, <laughs> you know, okay. And, and I let you and say that's that, sad, you know, that's, that's the truth, you know, you know, that, that's the truth. You know, you hear three things. So, you know, basketball is just like a skate, you know, like it's violence going on. But if it's, a, for example, a basketball event, no one would do anything violent because they don't want the city to shut down basketball, you know? So that, that just goes to show you how big basketball is in Flint. And like growing up, you know, just the, just the mindset of the players, like just like to never give up is what, you know, uh, what, what definitely pushed a lot of us players. Like growing up, like I, I looked up to guys like, you know, Mateen Cleese, Morris Peterson, uh, Charlie Bell, uh, Kevin Tolbert was really good, uh, William Hatcher, uh, Jawan Cooley, you know, he played in Romania. You know, he was, uh, it, it's funny with him because I feel like me and his career kind of like same in a way. You know, he went to a NAIA, NAIA you know, and went overseas from there and was MVP to Romanian lead a couple more years, a couple years and things like that. So, you know, just looking at the type of guys like that, and we're all family. Like, I talked to every single one of those guys after, you know, winning this. You know, that just goes to show how close we are and everybody going for everybody. And now we have a new generation 
uh, players, you know, Kyle Kuzma, Monte Morris, uh, uh, JaVale McGee, uh, Miles Bridges. And then, you know, we have guys overseas. And I keep going down with, you know, Blaine Covey, Dominares, uh, Hawkins, uh, Javante Hawkins. I can just keep going down a list of players that we have playing at the professional level. So, you know, basketball is like one of those things, like I know everybody says it, but like a lot of people say basketball, like save lives in Flint and basketball has saved many lives in Flint. So uh, it's sad, it's sad about the water and the violence, but you know, it's a lot of great things. Just not only basketball, we have a lot of people that are very successful from Flint. So, you know, if you're from Flint, you know, you're a Flintstone. So, you know, <laughs> we, we, we are a uh, very close to Flintstone. If you're from Flint, you're a Flintstone. So, you know, we are a very close connected you know, a uh, group of people. So um, it's good that when someone's out doing successful and kids nowadays, you know, look at me and say, well, if that can do it, or if, if Miles Bridges or Monte Morris, Kyle Coolis can do it, well, why can't I do it? So, you know, um, you're just not playing for yourself, you know? So, you know, you, you want to represent your city in the right way. Um, I, I saw a couple articles and, and, and you can either confirm or sort of deny this or, or whatever that the, that the, the basketball scene in, in Flint is actually kind of going down a little bit. Um, how is the health of basketball in the city then? Mm-hmm. Well, the basketball, like, um, I wouldn't say it went down. I just, I would just say, you know, we had this era where we had the Flint basketball program. So, uh, it was easier for, you know, we used to have guys like back in the day, like Isaiah Thomas, for Detroit Pistons used to come and play just those type of players used to come and play because Flint, you know, program was that big. Nowadays, you know, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's different. I, I would say the talent is very good. there still, you know, it's, it's very good. Like you will run in, you will play, you will run into a guy that never played college basketball, professional basketball, and you would think like, okay, this dude should be in the NBA. <laughs> you would run into guys like that that just didn't have the opportunity like others. So I wouldn't say the basketball is down. I would actually say like it's, it's, it's very strong right now. But you know, of course, you know the the the, the I want to say like the upper like the looks that we that Flint used to have back in the days is not like the same like today. Uh, usually at the end of the season, uh, when we talk to the MVP and say goodbye to, a to, uh, a season, we don't really talk too much about the next season. Uh, but then again, mm-hmm. not 2020 really right. has, has, uh, has changed, has, has thrown us a big old curveball, and we don't, and we don't know how to deal with it. We're just fastball hitters. Um, so we're actually just, just a couple of weeks, even whatever, uh, even fewer, whatever, from the start of the 2020, 21 champions league season, uh, you guys are already in, into the BC, uh, into the ACB season. Mm-hmm. So you're already, and, and, and now you also have, you know, you have the money, you know, the, the prize winner for, for, of getting, uh, of winning a championship and, you know, whether or not you guys are going to, you know, uh, want to be able to do anything or, or, or whatnot. That's, that's really not the, the question concern also for you. Um, maybe, you know, you guys last season, the 2019, 20 season were rookies, you know, the first time ever playing international competition. And, uh, and then you were hungry, you know, you're thinking, oh, we're pretty good. And now you're the hunted. Um, 
what yeah. what I I I I I know you just guys I know you've just finished the season uh you know you just finished the final eight and I don't know how much you've started to look towards twenty 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 one but maybe you know whether or not the team is in a whole as a whole or or what your mind frame will be and how it's changed also going into the twenty twenty one uh season sort of knowing that they're going to be coming at after you guys now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the, the 2021 season, you know, even before we won a Champions League, just the roster that the coaches built and, you know, our success from last year, you know, um, it was championship or nothing, you know, championship, like everybody mindset is like that, you know, of course, you know, when I say this, you know, people may say, you're crazy, you know, you think you're going to win, you know, the ACB, you know, uh, you're crazy. They said before, you, you're crazy. you think you're going to win the basketball Champions League, but like, if you ask anybody on our team this question, they will tell you the same. Uh, it's, 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 it's championship or nothing for us, and uh, we have the team for it. And like you say, we know, even from last year, you know, we finished top four in ACB. So, you know, teams are not going to look at us the same. They're not going to look at Burgos the same way they used to. You know, like, they're going to look at Burgos in a way like, okay, this is a very respectable team. You know, uh, you better come play. And now in the basketball champions, you know, we're the, you know, we're the champs. So, uh, you know, they're going to come like, 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 for example, like, you know, when we played Ike last year, you know, we played uh, Tenerife in the ACB, mm-hmm. you know, we looked at them like, okay, these, these guys are the champs. They're champions. So, you know, let's, let's see what we can do against the champs. So I feel like, you know, it's going to be like that with us this year and, you know, we have a veteran group and everybody know that. So, you know, um, we, we won't be surprised. You know, uh, like I said, I just feel like if we play our brand of basketball, play hard, uh, I feel like our chances any game we play. All right. Last question. Um, how does it, how does it feel to hear this, uh, sentence, uh, uh, Thad McFadden, it was nice to talk to you, the 2019-20 BCL champion and final eight MVP. How's that feel? I wish I wish you could I wish you could have asked me this question uh, <laughs> six years ago, <laughs> and now now it's just it's just amazing it's it's, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling you know like I said I'm I love winning more than anything and you can ask anyone you know winning is all that matters like seriously if I can trade a championship for you know a MVP trophy I would do it any day of the week you know uh, but you know like you said being you know, just where I came from, how did I, how I came up in the European um, game and, you know, where I started from, this is like emotional for me. You know, I was really emotional at the hotel. Uh, you know, just amazing when I hear that, you know, it's just amazing. And it's like, you know, when <laughs> like LeBron, his first title, he said about damn time, you know, <laughs> so it's just, it's just finally, finally. All right, fantastic, Thad McFan. Uh, thanks. Uh, celebrate a little bit. Uh, obviously, you guys can't do too much because uh, ACB is is uh, knocking down the door already and and uh, and is already you know fighting at you guys. But uh, congratulations and look forward to seeing you guys uh, uh, in the twenty twenty one season. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. And like I said, the basketball champions league is just such an amazing 
amazing, amazing lead, man. I, I, I expect to hear great things. I know I will hear great things for many, many years to come, and it's a pleasure planning this lead. Okay. Yeah, he's not kidding uh, with uh, with the uh, with Flint, Michigan, and and the the absolute uh, pipeline of fantastic players that uh, that 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 city has been able to produce. Uh, pretty amazing, actually. And uh, now they have a BCL champion with uh, Thad McFadden, and uh, he goes back there all uh, every summer. So it's. Um, so he'll he'll be uh, he'll be a champion when he goes back. He he's it was his career is is uh, is one that I've been meaning to talk to and have him on the show a while and uh, just all the things that we that he's done and and you know going through a season like this must be and and coming out with the championship with the with the the title at the end just must be amazing um a, a little bit maybe disappointing that reality you know comes back and 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 gets you right away knowing that you know you got a an ACB game you know right away the next next week or whatever i i know usually the i know usually um at the end of of this tournament in may uh you have the the rest of the of the of the domestic league plus the playoffs, whatever. But, you know, this league is then done and, you know, we're this, the 2020, 21 season is right. Um, starts, uh, starts in, in, in less than two weeks. And so there's really no, let's call it no rest for the weary, if you will. Um, but for the BCL fans, Hey, I mean, you gotta be excited. You know, you don't have to wait long. You know, you, you saw, uh, an absolute, um, highlight to, kind of kick off the new season if you will uh you see kind of where eight of the teams are uh you know as as igor said you know these you know these eight teams you know most of them you know really you know got got better and uh and so now you know we don't have to wait long to see the other teams and uh but again you know we'll save that for next week uh with that i'm going to uh close this show uh, just again, let you know how you can get in contact with us, how you can follow all everything uh, with the uh, Basketball Champions League. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. The The handle is at BasketballCL. Uh, go over to Facebook, like us there, enjoy all the content there. Uh, you can, you know, please subscribe to um, to the YouTube channel and check out all the highlights, all the full games, uh, amazing performances, cl- classic games. The mobile app, go check that out. Info at championsleague.basketball. Info at championsleague.basketball is the email address that you can contact us. All the games are on livebasketball.tv. And of course, the website is the three W's.championsleague.basketball. So for the entire crew of the 2019 20 season, including uh, including Austin, who uh, obviously went through this whole thing until the until the the Corona break. Thank you, Austin, for 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 uh, the great ride over the nearly two seasons. It's been fantastic. And uh, to everyone on the Basketball Champions League team, thank you for for uh, allowing me and I think I speak for Austin uh, as well, letting us do this. And we're going to start looking at the 2020 21 season uh, next week. So we'll talk to you then. Yeah.